the desire for love and caring for others is known to enhance our happiness and is quite definitely hardwired in all of us well at least most of us and that's why we often assign our happiness to acceptance by others but there's also a parallel revolution taking place that tells us to turn this focus inward to love ourselves first quite on the lines of the dalai lama who says if you want others to be happy practice compassion if you want to be happy practice compassion so he says be selfish and be generous but we all experience this state quite differently in our lives and i couldn't have thought of a better companion in conversation about this topic with me today than my friend anchal this is me rajni in conversation with anchal about love and everything is connected anchal i welcome you to this episode and thank you for sparing your precious evening hours for this conversation i know we've known each other for some time now having worked together but i think we probably connected more quite recently and perhaps we had the same mutual thought i should have tried better um at least that's the thought that ran in my mind from my perspective i can say confidently that i have absolutely loved your energy from the start and as i thought of people to connect with on different emotions i couldn't think of a better person than you for love well i'm sure i might have missed out on the details of your introduction so do feel free to add on here i'm sure our listeners will want to know more about you anchal over to you <laughs> thank you for that introduction rajne now i only hope none of my lovers hear this podcast because i'm sure they may have a different take on it uh but i am 100% sure they will unanimously say i am all about springing in energy um what may i say about myself because i think uh, it's most like the toughest part but i'll try i think in my opinion i'm an explorer my life my relationships my interests have all centered around this one quality that have shaped my experiences i am all for love joy happiness well i'm not surprised because i think that's what um sort of emanates from you and that's what has drawn uh, not just me and i i i'm speaking for all the people that we've worked with we've been friends with i think uh, everybody feels the same way right the energy that you bring is something that is phenomenal and uh, like i said i couldn't have thought of a better conversation partner for this particular episode um Thanks. yeah Thanks. i mean uh, genuinely heartfelt and um i would want to talk about emotions because this entire series is based on different human emotions and uh, for most part of our lives um, i think we swim through this ocean of emotions and might add with complete or for most part coupled with a lack of awareness of the ride that we are on mm-hmm. uh, but tell me in your opinion anchal do emotions matter oh emotions are quite powerful i mean they pretty much help us to take action to survive um or maybe avoid danger 
and i think the the big thing about emotions is they help us make decisions uh also to understand others and most importantly they help other people to understand us i mean you know if if i may say they describe our um psychological state and almost our you know the the autonomous like body responses to certain external or maybe internal events our experiences our past life um i don't know i mean uh, they are mystifying at times don't you think um they they after all i mean you know who who hasn't been waylaid by sudden anger out of proportion or whatever prompted it to you know to feeling um gloomy for seemingly no reason i mean there are days i don't know if it happens to you or not but you wake up and you feel absolutely blah what is the reason you have no you know uh, awareness of it but the, it is um i think it's important to understand that um, many people may not be able to gauge the emotion but usually see the feeling and it's not it's important to know that they are you know kind of different i don't know if you agree or not but as they say you know we can we can have emotions without having feelings however we simply cannot have feelings without having emotions and that i think works a lot in relationships when it comes to love that's uh, that's an interesting point that you bring forward uh, anshul how do you differentiate feelings from emotions so like i said you know emotions are most um, they're like subconscious if i may say you know the deepest layer of us um and feelings are just things or the ways of showcasing that but um when i talk of relationships or let's say love um we could have emotions from our learnings but we may not have feelings of love for everybody that we meet but the other way around if you think of it you cannot have feelings if you don't have emotions for that loved person that's how i would look at differentiation between emotions and feelings excellent and then you see um you know we ride the high waves of emotions i mean it's all welling inside of us on most occasions but the awareness of uh, what we're really feeling or what it's tied to internally mm-hmm. is um is really evident to us only when one of those waves hits us hard right and it makes us think it jolts us out of our so called uh, gloomy ride or i don't know um sense of just being in love and and then facing some kind of a disappointment or some kind of an experience that jolts you out of that feeling yeah. and emotion so why do you think they're so powerful i mean how do they how do they impact us so much ah uh, see like you said you know so so i would only add to that is their internal they are our internal compasses you know very powerful forces they almost determine our outlook on life based on the events occurring around us or we've kind of experienced already um they they most importantly i think allow us to empathize with the other human uh, or perhaps share in joy or in even in pain so whichever emotion you feel on a given morning generally shapes how you feel throughout your entire day 
emotions also have like a profound effect on our like you know nowadays we call the health and wellness and mental well-being all of that i think all of that is connected i mean the gr- experience of grief or loss of a loved one i think hands down you can only and only understand someone um, who's going through it if you've gone through it yourself otherwise there's just no chance whatsoever that you can even come close to feeling or understanding or relating to the other person that's excellent i mean i didn't want to of course we are talking about love but i didn't want to jump right into love um, as we were um, beginning this conversation uh, it's it's always important to understand um, you know the foundation of anything that we're feeling superficially or at the surface mm. um, so what what emotion has been probably the most significant in your life i'm i'm certain that all of us have one overriding emotion right we see a lot of people and we tend to assign certain characteristics to them so for example you might meet somebody who's externally just very joyful and and i think we spoke about your energy at the start of this conversation mm. quite similarly we also have somebody who's quite melancholic at times mm. um mm. and and so that emotion or that feeling becomes quite an overriding one for that person so what emotion has been the most significant in your life that's an interesting question rajni i mean can i kind of expand it from that you know emotion Absolutely. changing from person to po- person to uh, i may sound confused but it could be i think most powerful has been like sadness mixed with anger sometimes fear but mostly love um i mean different situations points of life you know pose different powerful emotions right so for example when you are in love i mean that it just so happens that you don't have any control over falling in love with someone of course in hindsight you look back there are times when you're like really what happened what to go home me <laughs> but uh, um sometimes you just walk into it and like people say um you won't even realize that person would be standing knocking at your door and that's it but i don't know how true it is for people but i don't um, put down any person's experiences because you know now with age and talking to so many other people you get to know that that is also true for a lot now coming to what's been the most powerful emotion around me yes i think i will not um, you know disagree when it comes to you associate a certain emotion to somebody sometimes it's preconceived that's not right but like i say you know there are times when your best buddies with the worst um, considered person for whatever reasons but uh, it's your own experience it's your personal connect with that person um so that person could be maybe the biggest mafia around but has been the most uh, affectionate friend you've had now how do you manage that or um, i don't know i think um, so let me give you an example here i know it's going to deviate from love but somehow it is connected sure um very personal example um in my growing up years um i think mid 20s I think I was all about I would expect the others to 
understand or know that I love them a lot without even showing much. And I, I was, I don't know why I thought like that, but that's exactly how I operated. Maybe even the the closest people around me knew this uh, bit about me, and they loved me enough. However, my dad passed away, and there was this sudden realization of, oh God, did he even know that I loved him? And I think from then on, it's absolutely etched within me. And I've had that transformation or, or realization, if I may say, that it's extremely important to express yourself. If you don't, you know, you may not be able or get a chance to even share that with that person. So I think ever since then, uh, about a decade ago, I think I have made it a point to express myself, especially positively to anybody I meet. It could be compliments, it could be my most loved people that, you know, what I think about them. So that I think has, I would consider that to be, you know, most significant, you know, emotion in my life or learning, if I could say. Excellent. I think I can quite relate to you, Anshul, because um, I, I think when people pass on uh, in in our lives and we have this void to fill in right is when uh, this is the wave that I was talking about right that hits us and makes us think differently and um, I had one such individual in my life as well my maternal grandmother Hmm. Um, and I remember having had the last conversation with her before she passed on um, and uh, I mean my last words were her uh, were to her were I love you And that was met with absolute silence from the other end because we don't come from a culture that believes so much in expressing ourselves, right? But I'm certain that she heard it. I'm certain that she she said it back to me as well, um, Mm. even though I didn't hear it. But um, I am certain that uh, it was at least said in the mind, if not in uh, in words. So... um, I mean, I completely agree with you and I completely relate to you. And that's why I think a lot of times, even in my life, it it becomes extremely imperative for me uh, that I let the other person know um, how much I feel for the person or how much I love the person, whether it be my parents or my son or anybody else that I might be associated with in that manner. So definitely um, relatable aspect here, (laughs) which brings me to the next question um, and an interesting one uh, we look at the world around us and it's it's constantly in flux and a lot of things are changing even the definition of love itself right mm-hmm. um, so in the current circumstances uh, or how we both probably understand love in comparison to what's existent now does love matter <laughs> such a rhetoric question isn't it I mean of course it does you can't survive without it Um, I am still a firm believer of that's what is holding us all together isn't it I mean I I know what you mean you know people have transcended from or the definition of relationships let's come down to you know things that we see have changed they have transformed in some shape or form. I don't know whether I'm all for it or not. I, I, I'm still confused about it. 
but um, i mean remember when you you are on like you're high on that love drug the world seems a different place altogether you're almost in the state of trance where um, you can't have enough of that person thing or even that hobby or interest that never you know tires you but only brings you joy it's that pure unadulterated joy um has it changed most definitely i mean you know how uh, okay let me put that out that um, i've had some people or a few people i have really loved you know i i am far more um i'm a firm believer that yes you can love a few people it's not that's just that one man that you loved and you died loving Now, there could be various people who you come across and say you know what you've actually hit the other spot in my life um right. and i've had the joy of that and the experience of it and and that has been in the shape of few men <laughs> so um my the way i loved my boyfriend when i was 18 to the way i loved my ex husband to my most recent uh dating relationship they are far 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 different and i think that's due to the influx of maybe technology the way i think i'm more easy going if i may say and also i'm grown up right i am a few years older than what i used to be then so yeah it's quite different but i don't know if i'm all for the adult love rajni rajni to be honest because is this i don't know i i just feel that you know that mushy unadulterated feeling of knowing this person is you know there for me is just beautiful like how what it happens with you know how i look at my mom i know it's very different an example but it is true i know come what may that human being loves me to bits and so do i but um i don't know if you agree or not but love really does hurt sometimes when well, i wouldn't say it sometimes i think it hurts a lot of times um <laughs> we all we have all tasted that one haven't we true um but yeah so that brings me to the next uh, point i mean that i want to kind of explore with you um and i mean we have so much of uh, saintly advice that comes our way right and we also have science backing that advice um and people say it's what is love love is just um you know a, a certain neurotransmitter working for you in the wrong way hijacking your thought process and not letting you think rationally um yet we all crave for it yet we all want it and we can't live without it like you mentioned it matters and then um we have these expressions around us where we say we fall in love right and why not rise in love why not make it a strong point so what do you think love makes you do does it make make you stronger or does it make you weaker what has been your experience around that wow okay uh can i say falling in love sometimes makes you rise in life and uh i think it just all depends it's tough for me to describe without you know going through the important relationships i've had 
uh, some made me strong that i felt unbeatable in anything i did uh because i was on the love drug you know the effects of that would you call you know the the dopamine are different you're almost addicted to it and at the same time either at a stage in the same relationship or comes a point in a relationship where you feel the weakest the crappiest the worst person i mean i've had the joys uh in being in love and i've even had a relationship where i ended up feeling terrible about everything about me you know include including my physical aspects which was i mean i look back and i'm like really why um but that's that's the effect of um love but i think overall i will say you know love is this <clears throat> powerful um thing because it can morph into different states or transform into itself into alternative shapes so rather like a virus i mean that should be the word i should be using at this point in time but very true it can adapt and adjust to survive but hopefully nicer than a virus is what i really crave for absolutely i i hope that uh, you know we contain it to being a drug that is still manageable and not a virus <laughs> that we have no <laughs> no vaccination for <laughs> certain um vaccination yeah, for heartbreak for sure i yes, wish absolutely <laughs> right and and uh, i mean as i've researched i've also found out i mean this is a real situation right i mean we we always thought that a heartbreak is supposed to be um, an expression of the disappointment that you feel uh, for not being loved back right but um, heartbreak is a real thing it's it's a physiological reaction in your body to what has happened to you and that's why i i find it very odd um that while love gives you so much strength and so much so much passion to move forward and at times also like you mentioned makes you rise in life to be a better person to be um something that you did not realize you could be you perhaps didn't identify with your own strengths around it the ability to take care of another person as well right mm-hmm. um but on a lot of occasions it is so confounded right it is just so confusing and confounded that yeah. there is no clear definition and people end up uh losing their identity in this emotion they i mean you yourself mentioned right i mean you have so many questions about yourself which would have never occurred to you how you look how you appear how you talk to another person how relatable you are and how you're being perceived at the other end and uh i mean it's it it just leaves you thinking about yourself a lot more in uh in other ways that than you would have uh, positively with the absence of this love drug what are your thoughts oh you know while you're talking uh, rajni i time traveled to this relationship where i think i gave my 900% i don't know whether i've been able to exaggerate the amount of how much i wanted it and um, and especially after a, a a broken marriage right and to be honest i had i simply say i had a happy marriage and a happier divorce because it was quite mutual quite um, 
at a you know very very a moment where you sit down saying you know the whole point of uh, being married is to spend your time together and unfortunately because of our professional requirements we didn't that's a different case altogether but um whether love it could be confusing absolutely i mean uh, again i'm going to go or, sh- or probably going to share a little bit of personal experience here and like sure. what i said you know when you were talking about it it time traveled me to a point in time um where i i was told that you need to meet them not just halfway but a little more uh you know you need to compromise you need to sometimes just adjust and i think i took it quite literally and uh i kept or so i think i kept giving it all everything and uh, by the way people who know me know that you know i am a victim of self love i completely believe in it so that was a slightly different like a deviation to my personality right. um and i don't uh, mean by self love that oh i'm selfish I, i i there could be times when people could perceive me like that too bad but that's how i am um but the whole point is to keep yourself um happy because only then you know you can be off someone's back to be honest but this one person i think everybody around me uh, rajni could notice that i wasn't being myself in the relationship but i couldn't see that at all because i was changing so much to adapt to someone that people wanted me to be and these were all external thoughts i don't even know if that person wanted me to be like that or not and came a point when that gentleman said that you know i think you're not being you uh, but i pushed myself so much that it left me confused where i was constantly evaluating every response every gesture every physical movement of mine and i lost it it only took a big uh, moment of uh, getting shaken up and uh, of course a heartbreak <laughs> to realize what the hell was i doing with myself um i wanted i think that relationship so much um but towards the experience of you know weaning off from it i only prayed and thanked god saying thank you for not letting that happen because imagine uh, spending my whole life where i would have been someone else long uh, answer to and a confusing answer if i may say but that was my experience to how confounded confounded love could be in some occasions or most occasions i don't know if that helped uh, rachni yeah i th- i don't think that it was a confusing answer in the least bit um i could put dittos to your words uh as you might know anchal we've i think had this uh, same shared experience at least from uh the marriage perspective right um mm-hmm. and just like you i think i'm one of those people who believes very strongly in holding on to love no matter what mm-hmm. and um you know a lot of times it becomes more about the other person than yourself and that's where i think we deviate from our true selves uh where we stop focusing on what we are all about and we focus so much on the other person as to what they need 
so my learning at least from my life experience has been that it can never be a point of desperation it should never be a point of desperation uh, love is supposed to be a feel good factor even if we were to call it a drug it is to uh, make us feel better uh, and be better as human beings not something that destroys our, us so internally that we're nev- never able to revive ourselves from it um so that's that's my take on it but um, like i said you know it's a shared experience and we've had different flavors of it for sure um but i think that's where i i land when i think about it can i say ditto to that too <laughs> 100% <laughs> certainly um so yeah a little bit outside of our realm our experiences now um what is the truest love story you have ever heard oh <laughs> i wish you could see me um uh, because i'm smiling ear to ear so i hope uh, they they don't mind it and i'm sure they won't but uh, my best friend um and her husband rajni i don't think knock on the word really like a million times i think for me my belief in love has survived and lasted this long because of that couple uh they have had this i don't know what is it you know they found this magical potion that has um you know you look at that married couple of uh, 11 years um and actually think oh my god my 6 month relationship is worse than their 11 year old marriage because they have uh, somehow blended all the things we imagine love to be uh to coexist in their marriage and it's it's something that you can even you know observe from afar and you know probably being the closest to them because and why i say that is because a lot of times you know many relationships look the most amazing from afar but uh, they could you know share a different story sadly but in this case knock a, knock on the word they're beautiful um you know it's all about the elements of respect and understanding and you know giving joy to each other so yeah i think it's just them so to shalu and ashraf uh, love them loads and i wish everybody's relationship is like theirs rachni i really hope that's amazing to hear and i think um you know after hearing what you've uh, got to say about them i also wish them the very best in the future as well uh let love endure right yeah um yeah so i think maybe you've uh, touched upon the next thought that i had in my mind or the question that i had in my mind is there an ideal way that love should be is there is there a way that love should look and appear in life ooh um uh, that lovely cocktail that's so tough to get the bartender to make it right isn't it 100% <laughs> we're all in search of that magic potion aren't we <laughs> true <laughs> so i think what my what comes to my mind of course i mean keeping you know shalu and ashraf story aside i think love is more um, self experiential right so i think my cocktail ingredients would be honesty often i think people try to shield their loved ones from the truth um believing 
you know the the common way of saying it that you know what they don't know won't hurt them or that they are protecting their partner's feelings however being lied to is even more painful than hearing painful truths and um, i think that's the the base of my cocktail uh, then comes i think care and affection see i think I, you know i'm a firm believer of please show me love in ways you care and of course the physical affection um and i have no shame in saying that you know i mean what else makes us intimate and exciting so lastly companionship and uh, by companionship um how do i explain this so i know i mean they say uh, opposites attract but please i mean have two people with no common interests and that's disastrous what will they do together sometimes i wonder like what you know and and i don't know if um, i can stereotype it to my the generation of my parents but they were just put together that's pretty much it and they had to kind of you know last that marriage until death does us apart kind of a thing but to wed i think i need a you know person to to have a little or a few you know common interests so that at least i can do those um, activities together and uh, and like i said the intimacy definitely needs to be there and topped up with honesty because i think um i was bruised massively because of that um, last word that i mentioned and that's a learning right for me personally i think i would sum it all up and perhaps it uh, incorporates everything that you are saying as well um the one word that strikes me every time is intention so if you have the right intention for the other person i always believe and and i'm not talking only about romantic love right yeah i'm talking about parental love a lot of times um, you know we we end up in dysfunctional relationships where uh, the demands or the needs of one person are constantly being met and the other person doesn't even realize that uh, you know they're going through this experience and they're scarred for life because of that uh some of the times it is us as parents right i'm a parent i am very mindful of the way i talk to my son i'm very mindful of how i express my affection to my son uh and i'm very mindful of explaining even if uh, you know there are times that i have to be strict or i have to discipline him i am very mindful of explaining it to him in as many words as to what the intention was and um Uh, i i see that uh, there is a positive regard that is created when the intention is right and most definitely in romantic relationships as well i think i see the same thing when your intention is right for the other person everything else just seems to work itself out right um and and i can't stress enough on uh, on expression of love as well you know just like you i think it's it's very very important uh to express it what uses it if you're going to keep it to yourself right so true um, yeah. and and such a magical element in life at that yeah yeah i mean But, yeah go ahead no i was just going to say that how beautifully you've summed it all up i love the way you've actually put it out saying it's the intention and as a matter of fact it is and um 
a lot of times we probably miss that point or miss intercept it or uh, maybe just overlook it um and sometimes it could be us as people who are the givers um we may not be able to express it well enough for someone to you know understand or interpret it and yeah you i mean in the beginning of the conversation you said that you know we come from a culture um or times or era where we were growing up and as parents i mean who showed their emotions right um and that's a beautiful thing so again i know i am i'm taking over the conversation but i'd really like to share this that you know yeah. um growing up years i never saw my parents like hugging or cuddling each other openly or you know in front of a large group of people or us for that matter i think they did you know wishing them meet each other happy birthdays or whatever else but it was like a side you know hug like how we meet our um, colleagues or friends discreet right discreet love <laughs> absolutely yeah but uh, what's the point because there are so many times that i jump with joy to just cuddle somebody you know so tight that oh god i don't want to leave you and it could be anybody like you know for that matter even if i meet you in person after these years that i haven't seen you rajni i may do that because you bring me joy and look at now that i live um outside the country that's one thing i really appreciate here in the west the expression is unadulterated people don't really have these glasses on to say oh my god why why can't they get a room you know that's the most usual expression that we hear but uh, come on it's something that they're just expressing and uh, kissing someone publicly or hugging someone publicly shouldn't be such a taboo but what to do we all come with that you know bringing it's just instilled but that's something that i really feel happy about seeing here and to be honest i think it's changed as well like you know i think everybody's understood that it's important to showcase or demonstrate your love don't go overboard but it is important right and i think uh, i agree with you um at least um those moments right those moments that you share with uh, with the other person the other significant other if i may call uh you know the other person in the equation as that uh it's very important you don't necessarily have those moments always planned in privacy right you may have it uh the moment that you are there with them and it just it's it's heartbreaking right that we still live in uh in a nation that believes in just keeping it all pent up uh not expressed in private I'm not saying that you lay it out all in the open for everybody to see but uh, definitely you know the freedom of expression is something that uh, is sorely lacking here and that brings me to another uh, important point that I want to discuss with you Ancha mm-hmm. is role playing right a lot mm-hmm. of times uh, and again I'm not limiting my questions to just romantic love I'm talking about love in all of its flavors whether it be parental whether it be between siblings whether it be between friends um a lot of times we end up playing roles in it right and you mentioned a little bit about your personal life as well I've had the same experience uh you take on the caretaking role for example yeah. 
right and then that's uh, like everything else in life you know that's the role that you fit in forever you are never um allowed to or available to move outside of that role um what are your thoughts is is love really about role playing or is it about being yourself for me authenticity is just so important um and yet uh, this seems to be a, a consistent question in my mind is it about role playing ah uh, very interesting question i love this question by the way but i there are probably if not three but definitely two paradigms of that come to my mind if you ask me an objective answer for it i wish we could love uh, you know live in a world where it was it gave us 100% freedom to be who we are so object objectively answering your question i think role playing does exist but how far should we go with that is the question and i think that's very individualistic so again i mean i think um, i'm all about examples and now that i've shared so much um, on this forum i don't mind sharing uh, another personal aspect of my life and uh, and this will probably exemplify the two paradigms that i was talking of so i married my boyfriend very young but when, one of the many reasons to part ways um, from that marriage was and this is in hindsight okay it wasn't probably the reason just then that mainly we never graduated from that boyfriend girlfriend relationship to a man and wife uh now someone may just kind of you know think that excuse me i mean that's the best relationship to be in but there is a minor difference in those roles and it's imperative we adapt you know that's important that you kind of transform um uh, from that friend you know everything is cool to slightly more responsible more serious the life um where it's required um however at the same time it's usually said that you know it, it should or could have worked out if it lasted too long but uh, yeah like i said it was one of those you know many reasons on the other hand um imagine to be in a marriage where maybe the partners are from different backgrounds upbringing culture etc etc then there could be this massive need for the partners or in this case one of the partners to adapt to the way the in-laws or society or the larger extended family wants them to be so it's almost like you need to be a fit and it could be highly pressurizing to be in that relationship I don't think I wish that upon anybody to be honest you know. So there are times and I have many friends around me um that they live that life. Uh I really wish I could help them out. And I'm not talking about the other aspects or other roles that you mentioned Rajni because you know I've only been a pet mum. uh or you know the sibling uh, relationship that i have or the relationship with i have my siblings is very different of course i'm the carer again in that relationship and my brothers this joyful you know younger brat <laughs> but uh encapsulating everything that i said i think it exists 
do you think it ex- it should exist no i think there should be 100% freedom to everybody of however whoever they are i wish they could excellent um i think uh, at least from my perspective also while i was asking you this question and listening to your answer um i i think the only word that strikes me is authenticity just just being yourself is so so important right and and we know for a fact we look at all the relationships very successful ones at that by the way um mm. you know the previous generations that we're talking about but we look at success factor only as uh you know a, a a proof of the duration of the relationship we never look at the happiness quotient in those relationships so that's something that we can't really comment on at this time but let's say uh you know we move from this genetic phase of all the other relationships and and you know i ask you this very pointed question which is definitely uh, about romantic love mm-hmm. is it possible to unlove someone oh i wish we could rajni i really do uh there will be so many i would want to <laughs> <laughs> but no <laughs> no uh see i went through the heartbreak phases but when i look back i really feel happy about knowing them in the capacity i did and and i always say this that you know fine heartbreak is probably mostly related to things not going the right way it could probably you know even evolve into hatred and anger um or regret or whatever it may be but think about the happier times you spent because they were may way too many than this at least in my case yes uh, the duration of it was and and the if i have to draw the comparisons between wonderful times spent with them to you know moments that i would want to erase from my memory box uh, yeah and from each one of them i learned something So even if I want to unlove them I can't do I love them lesser yes I do I'll be very blatant but uh <laughs> um I only wish them all amazing life which of course all of them do have all of them all of us have been in touch with each other and because uh, that only talks of you know how mature we were and right. sometimes you just move on with the you know saying that excuse me didn't really work out but we don't have to spoil it for the rest of our lives at least whenever we cross paths we should be say be able to say a hello with a smiling face and genuinely smile at each other um but yeah i don't think you can unlove someone maybe you can move away from them uh but nah you cared about them so much at least you know i'm like this either 100 or a 0 person so for me it's just that So yeah, it's tough for me to go in between. Yeah. Um I think I would agree with you as well. Um it's very very hard to move out of um that state, right? Like I mentioned it's a state that you're in and it's very hard to move out of that state, but thank god we have the capacity to reduce the intensity, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> thank god for small mercies. Um Yeah so I think um it's it's just been it's just been incredible until I know that you know love emotions uh, these are topics that um one is very hard to talk about 
two it is uh, somewhere it requires you to bring about your vulnerability in terms of expressing your life um, and and your experiences and you may not want to do it in all forms but uh, it's been an incredible talk with you today and definitely the attempt here is not to bring anything to a halting conclusion that this is what love is all about or this is what emotions are all about mm-hmm. but just to gain perspective we all uh go through the same emotions but we have vastly varied experiences with it and uh what what can i say about love we all have it we all want it we all must give to receive it and aim for love that is not only enduring but also enduring so on that note of letting love last um i once again thank you anshul for this wonderful conversation and for sharing your thoughts and perspective not just those but also your life and your stories and uh, to you i have only one thing to say stay love to my listeners stay connected thank you rajni it was wonderful to chat with you and uh, thank you uh, most importantly for uh, making me go back in time and cherish the moments and not cherish those at sometimes but yeah thank you it was brilliant to talk to you stay connected and stay in love <laughs>